Welcome to the Living From Why podcast. My name's Andy Wilson and it is my heart's calling to give you the perspective and confidence to live a life you love. Hello, lovely listener. Thank you for joining me. Throughout this podcast, I'm going to be speaking to many different people, all of whom are living from why, living from a sense of purpose that drives and guides their life, believing that how their life turns out is no accident. This is episode two, and today I'm speaking with Rob Sewell. Over the past couple of years, I've developed a connection with Rob around our shared viewpoint that if you want to create anything new in your life, it all starts by taking 100% responsibility for where you are now. And I speak with Rob about how he's done exactly that, transforming his life from being overworked in a corporate career and struggling with addiction to being a guiding light for others, to feel safe and understood so that they may find peace and balance throughout life's changes. So on with the show. Hope you enjoy it. So this week we have the pleasure of speaking to Rob Sewell and usually I ask our guests to talk a little bit about um, themselves but I'm going to ask you Rob what is it you're up to? What is it that you're doing that wouldn't have otherwise happened other than the fact that you decided to create that? Because life can go forward in a way that seems kind of inevitable. And what is it that you're creating in your life that's making a difference for yourself and others? What are you up to, Rob? That's a pretty good opening question, Andy. And it's better than the, tell me a bit about yourself, because I don't have to tell people how old I am now. So what am I up to? Hmm. Right now, like you've just said in the intent of that question, I am you know, going through and creating huge changes in, in my life and, and the lives of other people through the work that I'm doing, which is a far cry from where I was in my life, you know, two, three years ago and for the 40 odd years before that. So there you go. I've just told everyone my age approximately anyway. <laughs> <laughs> for me, you know, over this past sort of, couple of years of rediscovering myself, you know, leaving a, a corporate nine to five behind, um, battling and overcoming addiction, doing a lot of work on myself. I'm now in a position where through finding value and purpose, I'm able to help other people and help myself in the process. That's what I'm up to at the moment. And that feels good. That sounds like a good reason to get out of bed every day, I have to say. But what does it actually look like um, in the everyday? You know, what is that difference that you're making to people and yourself? What does it actually look like in people's lives? So for me, I'm helping to change the course and direction of other people's lives, helping them to find purpose and direction uh, through online uh, content creation, course creation, and online coaching. It's all about getting a message out there, a message that comes from a place within me that I have healed and that I want to pass on to others. If I can distill that down, yeah. that message would be that what you have and what you, or what you create in your life is 100% your responsibility. That's really the true essence of coming together within that you can then 
go on and find your own direction and purpose in life. Okay, so you're saying that there's uh, a large amount of choice with regards to what you can actually create in your life because a lot of people um, look at what's going on in their life. They see their circumstances. They see their relationships around them. They see the way they see themselves just kind of shows up as limitation sometimes and can make you feel like you haven't got any choice and the, the way things occur to you in your everyday life is just how they are and they feel like they can't be changed. But what you're suggesting is that they absolutely can. We do have choice. Absolutely. And you can't always get exactly what you want. Things won't show up exactly how you want them, but you do have the power to make change. Absolutely. Um, all of our beliefs, whether they're positive or negative, even if they're positive, they're still limiting because they're just the belief. What is a belief but a collection of thoughts that you have bank together and put in your subconscious and that becomes your reality. We have the, the power to make any kind of choice, to change beliefs, to change, you know, to have complete and other paradigm shifts where it's not even really intellectual. There's just some kind of inner understanding. We can completely change the things in our lives, whether that's health, relationships, work, whatever it is. There's a huge amount of choice. And I've learned that the hard way, which I'm sure maybe we can talk about through, you know, my struggles with addiction. Yeah, let's do that. I mean, like, if you could talk a little bit about, first of all, give a little bit of context around what led you to dealing with um, the struggle with addiction. Um, so, I mean, you know, I experimented with drugs as a lot of people do as sort of a teenager, late teenage years and, and too much. And, and, and I developed, um, real anxiety when I was about 21 and it started a relationship with alcohol. Um, I was, you know, very functioning, you know, I've had a, a very uh, established career, 20 year career as a scientist and in corporate sales and marketing. But, you know, just moving into my late thirties and early forties, things start to change within my drinking. That does for a lot of people. A lot of it was to do with lack of direction, um, lack of understanding of myself, not feeling confident within myself. Um, you know, I had a huge fear of judgment, which is something that I had in the past. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and then just just things that you start to do outside of uh, trying to look outside of yourself to, to solve your problems in life, like drugs, like alcohol, like uh, I had an affair outside of my marriage. Right. And then getting to a point where I was 43 where, you know, I, I didn't actively seek anything out. I, my family and friends came to me and made an intervention and said, you've got to get help, and I accepted it. And in those early early sort of days of recovery sat in rooms of, you know, uh, different anonymous fellowships, you know, I started to see people who were taking themselves on and I started to see the people who were successful and the people that kept coming in the rooms and going back out and coming in, coming back out and sometimes would never come back in because they would die. And the difference between the people who were making it and the people who were going in and out was that, the people who were making it were looking within. They were taking responsibility. It was becoming less and less about them. Mm. You know, a lot of uh, ego shedding, a lot of more altruistic behavior. That's really how you deal with addiction is by helping other people. And the people that were going in and out were people who were just always complaining. That person's fault. That person's making me angry, so I'm going to drink. Yeah. 
Um, I've got no money, so I'm going to drink. This is happening, so I'm going to drink. This, that, the other. And of course, you know, whatever you focus on expands. We know that if you're, if you're looking for bad things in your life, you're going to see them everywhere. Yeah, you'll find what you're looking for. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and so there's this huge thing for me um, that I saw, which was, it was all about going within to make a change. And it was all about, it was about taking responsibility and, and being of service and, and it not being about you anymore. And the line that just did it for me, I can remember, I can remember the room that I was in. It's a, you know, about 30 minute walk from my home here. I'm in a room above a church and this guy just never seen him before, never seen him since. And he just said the words, if nothing changes, nothing changes. Mm. And it was like a lightning pole. Now, that's the most simple thing that you've ever heard, right? Mm -hmm. Within that, I read between the lines, which just said, you've got to take responsibility for your life. And if you take responsibility to make a change, things will change. That's, that's what I heard in that. And I'm forever grateful to that guy. That had such a huge effect on me. And it, it was there that I realized it just all started to fall into place. What I've got to do. I've got a responsibility. I'm able to make a change by going within. And once I've gone within, then when that shift occurs, then something is going to come through me to serve other people. And that happens now every day for me in terms of helping other people in addiction. But it's also now enabled me to use that tool to apply that and, uh, you know, be a coach, create content with the, the sole purpose of providing value to help change people's lives. So in terms of realizing you had to take responsibility for that, there must be some kind of realization at that moment of how much work there is to do. You know, the difficult journey ahead of making those changes doesn't look attractive, right? It would be so much easier to go straight back to drinking to kind of numb that pain and escape mm -hmm. to run away from that problem. But what it strikes me as um, the catalyst for change here is that when there's a difficult task ahead that needs facing, there has to be a reason why you're going to take on that task. Mm -hmm. Because to get through those difficult times, you need something bigger than yourself Mm -hmm. to push you through that. So what was it for you that made you kind of take that on and accept that? What on earth makes someone take that tough option of going down that road of getting on the road to recovery? And, and then, you know, you've taken it even that step further to helping others make that um, change in their life too, right? What is it for you that gives you that bigger reason, that reason why, that drive behind why you would push through these challenges? I think for me, I mean, it's, it's very, it is very difficult for yourself at the beginning, let's say in addiction and, uh, and helping others because it's just so cloudy. You don't know what you're doing, you know, where you're coming or going. It's, it, it does seem like a, a huge task and it is a huge task. And, you know, most people aren't going to get it first time. But, you know, when you start to reflect inside, when you start to go inside, you understand that you are here to serve other people. Mm. Addiction's a tricky one to really get your head around. And most people don't get this, and that's why most people don't get well and don't get clean and, and keep drinking and they die, is because they think that the object of doing this is to get sober or the object is to stay free of drugs or whatever addiction is. 
That is not the objective. That will happen through selflessly serving other people. It's exactly the same as in a business, especially an online business where if you go chasing the money, which is like chasing the sobriety, it's probably not going to work very well. It might, it might work okay, uh-huh. but it's going to make you happy. Gotcha. If you, if, you, if you just serve people with value, for instance, within a business, money will come back to you. And in addiction, if you serve people selflessly and it's not about you, you get sobriety. What I'm hearing you say there, Rob, is that the selfless service to others <clears throat> takes the focus off of it being about you. Mm-hmm. And the fact of it being about you is the thing that drives the addiction. You know, it's, it's a very human predicament to be in. But essentially, it's, be, it's driven by the fact that it's all about you. That I service appreciate. takes the focus off of you and onto others. And before long, you've forgotten about you. You're living out here with people. You've got out of your head and you're out here in the world serving people. And as you say, the, the sobriety, much like money in a business, is, is the side effect right. from creating that uh, way of being for yourself, right? Yeah, exactly. And this is what people don't understand. I mean, initially going to meetings and things like this is for you, right? You're trying to drag yourself out of this, but then you, you need to come to a shift in your awareness that, you know, I don't need to go to a meeting for me to not drink. I need to go to meetings so I can help people. There is, there is no other cure for a real addict or real alcoholic. That's, that's the way it works. And it's, it's just all about relieving yourself of ego. As you say, you know, addiction is, is, is the most selfish thing. You can't stop doing it, right? You know, we can't put blame. It's not to blame someone um, on addiction, but it's completely selfish. And so what is the antidote for that? It's to be completely selfless. Gotcha. And I've, you know what? I've, I have to say, I've never heard it talked about in that way before. You don't hear many people in, in anonymous rooms talk like this because they don't get it. They don't understand. Okay. Okay. Right. When I, I mean, just one last thing on this, unless you want to take it further. You know, in my early stages of recovery, someone, uh, I, I called my sponsor because I was having a bad time and I felt like I was going to drink. It was on me. I was just thinking about it. And I found out my sponsor, and my sponsor said, you know, I said, I think I'm going to drink. You know, and I could be gone for weeks or months. And, and he said, well, what are you calling me for? Work your program. And he put the phone down. And I just remember thinking, what the hell is going on here? I'm just, I'm, he's my sponsor. I thought he's supposed to help me. And then I realized what he meant. Because, you know, in the literature, in the, in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, it will tell you, you know, uh, the stories in there when, when you feel like it's all about you, you have to go out and help the person who's further down the line than you are in much more trouble than you are. Maybe someone who's just starting out. Go and help someone else. You don't need to sit and moan about how bad your life is with someone. You need to go and serve someone else. And that's what saved me. Do you know what? I think that's a fantastic story that we can all transpose onto our own lives. Because if you think in, doesn't matter what your situation, whether you're dealing with addiction, whether you're dealing with depression, whether you're dealing with whatever it is in your life that leads you to, to experience a lack of self-expression, freedom, power, whatever it is in your life that's not working. That's the way out, right? It's like taking the focus off of you because as you said earlier, whatever we focus on grows, right? 
So if we're focusing on how difficult things are for us and how we're struggling, then that's just going to grow. But then if we then take the focus off of ourselves and then selflessly serve, no matter what it is we're dealing with, that service is the antidote to that problem, not just addiction, but anything in life, right? I'd encourage anyone to work a 12-step program and to read Alcoholics Anonymous, honestly. Um, right. It'll change your life because it's a different way of living your life. I, you know, Every day I write an inventory before I go to bed where I look at, you know, do I have any resentments today? Is there anyone that I need to apologize to? Could I have done something better today? Um, have I been always thinking about myself today? Have right. I um, gone out of my way to serve the people today? And I need to make sure that that's done every day. And if I do hold my resentment, then I need to look at where have I played my part in it. Where is it all about me? Because it will always be about me. And where do I need to apologize? And where do I need to fix this? Where do you need to sort of get complete so that you can get back to that clean place, that clean yeah, source? Yeah, that, and that's a practice that, you know, can help you uh, to, with addiction. But how, how good would that be to just keep your mental health in a good state. Do you know what? I also see that as a way to enhance performance, not as a way to not just recover from a negative situation, but to increase a positive situation, mm. you know? Oh, yeah. How can you get more proactive? You know, if we're thinking on business terms, you know, so how, how can I be more proactive here rather than being reactive? Because that's what we'll start to do. If you get into those kind of states where you're resenting someone, so it doesn't have to be someone, it could be, a place or a thing or money or you know a job or whatever it is and then we just become reactive don't we you know uh, if we are you know wanting to do something in our lives create a business make a business grow uh, be better at work um, have a better relationship yeah. then you know we need to stop being reactive and we need to put ourselves in a position right well what can i do here how can i actually make things better how can i create something so yeah it has it has ramifications like that as well and, and what you were saying about what resentments am I holding? You know, going to bed every night and checking in with yourself. Who do I need to apologise to? I mean, that can sound like a little bit like you're really putting yourself down or as such. Like, but it's not. It's so empowering because it's those things that create baggage and stop us performing and stop us actually creating the life that we want to create. No matter how successful we feel we are, if we're not coming from a place of nothing a clean slate, then, you know, you can't create something on top of a mess. Mm -hmm. You know, if you was an artist, for example, you'd, you'd want to be starting with a clean canvas. And if we think about that in terms of every day, what we're looking to create every day, what we're looking to build on, to have that canvas as in our way of being, being entirely clean every day. And that is cleaned by getting complete on those issues with relationships with ourselves, with, with, you know, our circumstances, getting complete in a way that we, we start day clear, then that baggage isn't there. And we're free to, we're just free to be and act in the way that we would choose in order to create the life we want to create. Right. So it's always coming from a place of nothing. Literally goosebumps, Andy. Like, <laughs> right. in because you've absolutely nailed it. Right. Uh, that's really insightful. That's exactly right. And I mean, you know, I do this day by day, but I did a complete sort of makeover of my life as well through going through um, a 12-step process where I actually you know, had to go and talk with people who had wronged and harmed and things like that and set the record straight. So literally a clear canvas for the rest of my life to go forward. Um, that's one of been the, 
the greatest tools in really propelling me forward, you know, into being an entrepreneur is, is to have cleared all that baggage, um, to have done the internal work, you know, through the spiritual work that I've done, also work that I've done with coaches, um, you know, to, to really create that blank canvas. When you said blank canvas, it just really rang true to me because I remember doing a testimonial video for a coach that I once had and I actually said those words. What they've done for me is created a blank canvas because they actually helped me to work through an issue with uh, my mother, which was ongoing for 30 years. Um, So yeah, that blank canvas is is great. It allows you to create. Mm. Any baggage is just going to drag you down, isn't it? Absolutely. It's a, the blank canvas is essentially what we all know as a fresh start. And um, I think a lot of people can really fall into the trap. It's a very human thing to fall into the trap that a fresh start isn't something that you can create all that often. It's something that you might think about doing with New Year's resolutions, maybe, mm. or whatever. But, you know, the way I see this and the way that in my experience works for me is that a fresh start is in each and every moment. Not even every morning, like we were just talking about a moment ago, but in each and every moment. It's what are we bringing, what baggage are we bringing to each and every moment that detracts from our awareness and our appreciation of the moment and what we have mm-hmm. and our freedom to be an act and respond to life and being aware of that baggage and getting complete on it. Getting complete on it in a way that frees us up to be more for ourselves and more for others and experience life as a joyful thing, a joyful, free expression of what we are as opposed to just dragging this stuff around, you know. And I do also believe that sometimes, you know, that baggage that we carry, we we can be unaware of it because we've been carrying it so long it's just become normal. I mean, yeah, that's a whole other subject really, but... Getting back to the, the subject of purpose, getting back to um, how this, you know, looks in the everyday for your life. I know that a lot of people bring language to their sense of purpose. Uh, they form a, a statement around their purpose. So it's something that they can live from each day, almost mm-hmm. like, you know, a, a mantra or a, an mm-hmm. affirmation, but something much stronger than that. And I know that's something you've done for yourself, isn't it, Rob? You've brought your purpose into language, into a statement. Would you mind sharing that with us? I'm a guiding light to show people to a space where they feel safe and understood so they may find peace and balance throughout life's changes. That's something that I crafted with a coach uh, probably about 18 months ago. Right. Something like that. Um, and that, those words just weren't plucked out of the air, were they? No, 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 no. Uh, that was, I went on a three-day workshop around this and then had something like six hours of coaching around that where I went very, very, very deep into my past and uh, what's important to me, my values. Yeah. Got very, very honest indeed. It's all based on evidence, stuff that's actually happened in the past. Absolutely. Because stuff in, that's happened in the past can, is, is always a pointer towards where we need to go right even if it's like the experiences in our life that have been really challenging and really tough like say for instance your addiction like um and and any depression or or issues that we might have in our life are always a pointer to something more aren't they 
you know, you look at what happened, but then you look at a snapshot of it. What was the key moment in that thing that happened? Let me, shall I give you an example? Please. One of my top values, top, top three values is honesty. The main reason being that I've been so dishonest in my life that I've understood what it really means to me and how much pain that's caused me and how for my fulfillment um, and for other people's fulfillment, I need to be honest and help other people to be honest. It's come up many, many times in my life. One story would just simply be when I was about 10, my father had bought me a watch for my birthday. And uh, it was like, uh, you know, it was, I think it was the first watch that I had that was um, waterproof, you know, you could go underwater, I thought, brilliant. Got it, I went straight to the swimming bath with my friends and I jumped in the water, messing around and I smashed it against the side after about half an hour of having it, you know. Um, broke it, all the water got inside and so it was broken. So I was really upset, but the thing was that I couldn't tell my father about this because I, I just felt really bad. So I'd been asking for it for ages, you know. And so I didn't tell him, and I didn't tell him for about two months, two or three months. And I would wear it all the time. He'd say, oh, how's your watch going? Yeah, yeah, it's really good. And I would always try and kind of hide it under my clothes so he couldn't see that it was cracked and broken. And then he noticed it when we were on holiday. He just saw it and uh, sort of pulled me up about it. And, you know, he was, he was disappointed in me, not because it was broken. It was an accident, right? But he was disappointed in me because I'd lied to him. And, and it wasn't just that moment. It was the... Every time that I was near him, I would fear, you know, showing the watch and I would try and hide it. And I was being deceitful and I was being dishonest. Um, and it just caused me lots of pain. It caused me lots of anxiety for two or three months. And, but, you know, really going back into that, not just what happened, but with a coach asking me, you know, how, how did you feel? What does that mean to you? What's the essence of that? Mm. Yeah. There's just something deep-seated in that. It's just not... It doesn't fit with me. This is the thing. I think when you start to understand your values, what your values are, you start to understand what sits with you and what doesn't. Some values don't really matter to you that much, whereas some are just so important, so important to you. And when you start to understand those at a core level, and again, there's nothing tangible about, about that. You just know when you know, you know. But finding purpose and values is such a deep exercise to get this. Oh, yeah. And, and you can put these things into words, but it doesn't really mean anything unless you embody it and you sit with it, which is what I did for, you know, for a good year before I really understood what I was going to do with that purpose specifically. But when you find that and you sit with it and it becomes part of you and you're not thinking about the baggage all day, you're thinking about how I can serve people from this particular value. When you start to live like that, what starts to happen is something starts to work through you. Uh -huh. It's like you're not doing anything. It's like something is happening through you. Something's being expressed through you. Yeah. Being expressed through you. Yes, very nice. Something's just coming because there's something right about it in your very core. And the actions are the right actions. They're aligned. They're, they're the right actions both for you to feel good and fulfilled and to help other people because that's what you're all about. That's your gift. Yeah, you can start to put that values and purpose into actual specific work. Wow, yeah. you're going to be a dangerous uh, expression <laughs> in the universe. <laughs> yeah, wonderful. Yeah, and you know that when you talk about that process of generating that purpose statement, I mean, this is this is just my opinion, but the way I see it is that that's a process that can't be done by yourself. 
Mm. It's like, you know, you can't see the wood for the trees because you're in it. For me, purpose itself is a conversation with life. Mm. And so to discover purpose, it has to be discovered in conversation. Mm. So it's you're in action, you're in conversation, you're not in your head, you're not trapped by what you already know. Because the point is that if you're up in your head thinking about this yourself, you can only re- really experience the past from, what you, from how you see it. Absolutely, yeah. You can only ever come up with what you already know. Nothing new is going to come of that. So bringing it into conversation allows that to transform into something which is so much more purposeful, so much more aligned and so much more of service to yourself and other people. And then, like you say, when you then take that statement and then sit with it, Mm. embody it, and then begin to live from it, that's when you see the transformation happening in your own life, isn't it? It does take a while. So what I'm interested to hear from you is, in terms of your purpose statement, how was you starting to see that be expressed through you? And what did it feel like? And also, what did it feel like when you were out of alignment with that? Mm. Because it's very easy to just forget and fall out of alignment with purpose. Once it's there, you know, it's like going to the gym, right? It's like you might get the big body, you might get the big muscles, but what happens if you then just stop going to the gym, right? Mm -hmm. The body fades, right? So, of course, it's the same with purpose. It's the same with any sense of transformation in your life. It has to be maintained and worked with. The thing, I think there's a lot of, you know, you can go on the internet and you can read blogs or you can watch YouTube videos or you can do courses where it's like, find your purpose. You know, you you can find that out, but then what are you going to do with it? How are you going to use what your purpose is? I didn't have this clear vision of what I wanted to do when I got this kind of starting to find this purpose and values. And I spoke to a mentor and he just said, you just got to sit with it. You've got to embody it. It will come. It will come. And I trusted him. And, and so I started to look at everything that I did. Where was I taking people to a space where they feel safe and understood? So I'm having a conversation with my wife, with my children, with my cat, uh, with, with someone in the supermarket, with my parents, with someone I'm talking to like you. Well, when I'm talking now, you know, is this a space where people are feeling safe and understood? Safety to me means love as well. You know, understood and not understanding me, but is someone understanding themselves in this situation. Mm. That's what's important to me. Um, and so I'm, co- I'm just constantly thinking like this all the time. Mm. Again, so, you know, getting rid of the baggage. I'm not thinking about this, that, and the other. I'm creating this place where people are feeling safe and understood. And then I started to do this. Um, Start to I created um, a webinar on a Facebook group, which was um, called Speaking Your Truth. And I introduced it as a safe place, you know, where we can understand each other. There's something being created. And then it's a case of really starting to look into some more specifics about what moves you. What is your, what we call a zone of genius? If you've ever read uh, Gay Hendricks, The Big Leap, that's a very good book. And to find your zone of genius, what is that unique thing that only you do, that you can do all day, that doesn't feel like work? And then when you start to understand what all this purpose and values and zone of genius is and who you're gravitating towards helping and what impact you could create for them, Mm -hmm. essentially is going to be a business, right? Then you find out what medium you can do that through. Is it coaching? Is it making content? Is it 
and of physically teaching people in front of them, whatever it is, you know, I don't know, maybe you want to be a painter or an artist or a, a wrestler, whatever it is, if you bring <laughs> value to people through the values and purpose, something starts to manifest. And I think the difficult thing is when people start to look for purpose, they think that something concrete is just going to appear. Mm. It's not always like that for everyone. Some people may have a revelation, you know, and, and just see a clear vision straight away. This is what I want to do. I'm going to provide this. But yeah. for others, it's a process and it comes. In terms of like that lack of concreteness that people sense around a purpose statement, um, for me, the, the reason that there's that sense of lack of, well, what, you know, what does that actually mean? That's just words. For me, mm. the reason for that is, as you said earlier, it doesn't describe what you're doing or how you're doing it. It describes the essence behind why you do everything. Yes, yeah, the intent, yes. Exactly. Now, and, and it's something which informs your every action, your every way of being, your every interaction with people, uh, your every interaction with your environment, and your every interaction with yourself. It's a way of being that creates aligned results both for yourself and those around you and it's a it's a very very intricate process to get that right and that's why i say that coming up with that purpose statement is a conversation that cannot be done by yourself it's being able to see that bigger picture being in conversation to get the perspective to be able to pin that language down because a purpose statement is something to live from isn't it it's a yes, guiding it's light, a compass, if you like, that right. you can make the biggest or the smallest decisions from. In my experience, you know, um, often when I can come across challenges, it's the thing to do if I don't know which way to go. Should I do this or should I do that? Or this person's being really difficult. How can I yeah. deal with this in a way that's going to work for both of us? Mm -hmm. I revert back to my purpose statement. Yeah. Something always comes out of that some kind of guidance as to how I should be, how I should mm -hmm. respond to the circumstances appropriately for everyone's best interest. But you've got it right. It's all about a way of being. Your actions come from yeah. the way of being. If you're angry, you might hit someone. If yeah. you love someone, you might hug them. You know, it's, <laughs> it's the way of being that's, the, that's most important, right? With those actions, there are results. And it's, I, I think it's very key as well not to decide on certain things being right or wrong mm. just to realize that this course of action gets these results this course of action mm. gets these results take all of the mor morality out of it because morality for me just kind of condemns people into repeating the same results it creates mm. guilt it creates shame it mm. creates patterns of reoffending in people's lives mm. and i think if we can take morality out of the situation and come from a place of there is nothing wrong. It, there's no right or wrong. It's just objectively in the moment, how do I most appropriately, powerfully respond to the circumstances here right now? Yeah, and absolutely. And that's going to be different from day to day. Yeah, absolutely. From moment to moment. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I say, from living from my purpose, which is to kindly and respectfully give others the perspective and confidence to create a life they love so that they have the opportunity to live fulfilled in making a worthwhile difference. If I'm not living within that purpose statement, 
I really feel it. Mm-hmm. You know, if I make a decision that's not based in the best interest of how that purpose statement describes my function in life, then I notice because something in me feels off. I might feel really like my self-expression feels squashed. I feel like I can't say what I want to say, or maybe I feel I can't, I'm not free to be a certain way. Or maybe I feel really down. Uh, maybe, you know, I just feel a little bit lackluster. Maybe I'm starting to feel bored. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm feeling annoyed and frustrated with people. These ways of being that aren't helpful to me are coming out of me not being and living in alignment with my purpose statement. And I see that now as well. And I mean, but, you know, before I started doing any personal development work, you know, for four, three years, I was never looking at how I was being. It was always, right, what do I have to do? How do I fix this? How do I do that? How do I make more money? Yeah. How do I get this person to go on a date with me or marry me or, you know, whatever it is. It's just doing something. What do I do? Yeah. I, I never had the understanding that what you will do will come from how you're being. And, and therefore the results you're going to get as well. Correct, exactly. If you want different results, yes, you need to do things differently, but you need to go beyond that first. You need to change the way that you're being. Then the things that you do will be different and then the results that you get will be different. Sure. We always just go quickly to what can I do, what can I do? But you know, if you don't change the way that you are, you don't change your beliefs, your paradigms, you're just going to end up doing the same thing. Yeah. the same results. And I've done that so many times. I wish I'd have known this. You know, I remember going through stuff, you know, in my 20s, which, you know, could have forced me to go into some kind of personal development if that was available to me. But I just didn't see it. It wasn't there for me. It was, you know, go and have another drink at the bar, you know. Work harder. Yeah, work harder. Go on holiday, you know. Yeah, and because you're working harder, then that means you know, you have to balance yourself out. How do you balance yourself out? How do you make yourself feel better? You have a drink or, you know, you maybe take some drugs or, or smoke or, or, you know, whatever that vice is that us human beings might have, all it is, you know, it's just a way of balancing ourselves out. But if that imbalance isn't there in the first place, the need for that vice goes away. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, like I know that you were saying earlier on that that corporate rat race lifestyle was really not fulfilling for you. It led you to a life of chasing money and, you know, the means were becoming the end. And mm-hmm. that's painful because your existence becomes very machine-like and it drives you to want to just feel alive again, you know? It, it drove me into the ground, you know, spending a lot. I worked in sales as well for a lot of that time, traveling a lot as well, over a 10-year period, I spent about three years away from home in total, I think. That was a significant amount of time Yeah, for doing something that I didn't like, just to pay bills. That's right. And it's so easy for us human beings to just fall into behaviours that just don't serve us and, and worst case, you know, harm us and others around us. But, you know, that's why I really, really applaud the journey that you've chosen um, to improve your own life. You've got yourself to that position and now you're helping others pull themselves out of that quagmire and change their lives as well. Realise their own innate empowerment, their own innate freedom. Mm. And, you know, that there's infinite possibilities for everybody. It's just a matter of seeing that and having access to seeing that. And that's what you're facilitating for people through everything it is that you do. So 
Rob, would you be able to share with us um, ways in which people can get in touch with you, find out more about what you're doing? Uh, yeah, sure. So I've got a website, which is robsewelltransformations.com. Uh, I've also got um, a uh, Facebook group, which is uh, Rob Sewell Transformations, Personal Development with Purpose. Wonderful. And I'll just for clarity, put all of those links in the show notes. So Rob, thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, it's been uh, good talking to you again, Andy. Have a purposeful day, my friend. Speak soon. Thanks, man. Bye. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode and was able to take something valuable away from it. Now I want to ask you, do you feel stuck or frustrated in your career as though who you really are is permanently on hold? Are you aware that you're capable of so much more but just cannot find a way to unlock your potential? Maybe you're looking to transition into a business of your own, a life of entrepreneurship. Well, I want you to know that you are not alone. I am passionate about helping people create a life they truly love, which is why I started the private Facebook community group called the Chrysalis Entrepreneurial Network. It's a safe, private space for its members to unfold and grow together, where myself and other inspired entrepreneurs will regularly be posting content invaluable to your journey, transitioning into entrepreneurship. It's a place to share ideas, insights and inspiration, a place to ask questions, receive guidance and meet others who are on the same path. So come take a look. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I guarantee there's going to be something there of value to you. If you want to type into your browser, facebook.com slash groups slash the Chrysalis Network. And I look forward to seeing you in there. Have a great day. Cheers.